0: Hello there, happy innovators. How you guys doing, huh? How's your week going? My week is going pretty good. All settled in here, you know, I just had something to eat. I got a big old cup of coffee here and just kind of settling in for a nice little singularity podcast. And I'll tell you what, the past week or so, maybe a little bit more than that, since I released my last podcast... I've been so busy, you know, flapping my yap with people (laughs) that, uh, you know, it's really easy um, sometimes to birdwalk off of the work that I'm supposed to be doing and dilly-dally, you know, and uh, that's exactly what's been happening, so I kind of had to hit the brakes on that a little bit and kind of tell some folks, hey, I need to really kind of get back to work and focus like party time is over and you know the time for talking is is over and now I need to get back to work and you know really when I sat down today I I had planned on doing uh, a podcast about you know a couple different topics that I was thinking about but this morning I woke up and uh I just kind of had the inspiration to talk about this story I want to tell you. Um, It was, you know, maybe a few years ago, maybe even 10 years ago now, I think, maybe. I found this video on YouTube, and it was called Tyrone Went to Hell. Okay, that was the name of this video. And it was a story about this guy. He was kind of like a gangster kind of guy and he wound up getting in a car accident okay and basically what happened was he had an like out of body experience like he believed that he died well he did technically you know clinically die okay that did happen but he felt that he had gone to hell okay that was his experience and he describes this experience so vividly and so well that i find it really hard to believe that he would be lying about this story now I, I don't know i mean he could be he could be making the whole thing up it could all be fake but you know there is a lot of that on the internet there's a lot of that kind of stuff but there is also a lot of stuff that's quite unbelievable that's actually true and actually did happen so i tend to give this guy tyrone the benefit of the doubt, because, you know, you can kind of tell when someone's telling you a story, you know, whether it's a yarn or not, you know, you can tell whether it's eh, it's a little shady, you know, a little dicey, I don't know, but this guy, straight up, I think he's straight up, and uh, his experience is so weird and so outrageous. So basically what happened was, this guy was in a car accident, and he flipped over, Okay, the, the car he was in flipped over, and he was thrown into, like, this pond on the side of the road. And his right arm was severed off, okay? And he flew into this pond where he was unconscious, and he drowned. So he was bleeding to death, he drowned, and he started to have gangrene on the wound, which was, you know going to kill him too so it was kind of like a triple whammy on this guy and his experience was like this like he said he felt like well okay he experienced he remembers this happening okay he blacked out when the car accident happened okay and he woke up coming out of like this lake this this body of water that was underground okay, like he was aware that he was underground, he was in the earth, okay and uh, he was whisked along, you know through these tunnels underground where there were all these souls, you know bound and chained on the sides of these tunnels and um, I mean you can watch the video for yourself, but He describes the experience of, you know, seeing demons and, you know, the experience of hell, the smell, the sounds, the sensations, you know, and I don't know whether you believe in heaven and hell and all those kinds of things, okay, but I do, and I I suppose that even if I didn't, I would still find this kind of story fascinating, you know, um, But, you know, basically, this guy was, you know, led through hell, okay, and kind of shown it, uh, you know, what what his destiny would have been. But according to him, you know, he was visited by Jesus Christ, okay, and Jesus led him out of this place. He let him out of this place. And, of course... Back here on Earth, you know, in reality, this guy was like in a coma. Um, They had managed to fix him up okay and everything, but they had to keep him in a coma uh, in order to allow his body to heal. So what seemed like just a few moments for him here on Earth, in our reality, it was like a couple of weeks that this guy was out of it. And, um, you know, so he's alive now to tell this story, this testimony. Now, you know, there was another series on television. It was called, uh, I shouldn't be alive. I think that was the name of the story. And it's just, you know, one account after another of all these people that have experienced death or you know near death experiences uh, which are quite common nowadays I think that that happens a lot more frequently than we're led to believe or maybe more than we can understand but you know thankfully because of YouTube and the internet you know we can hear these stories and there was this show like I said where they would feature just these people giving you the account of what happened and um you know with their near death experiences, and uh, I love that show. You know, I love that kind of stuff. It's like it fascinates me. In fact, I was just talking to a friend of mine today about it, and she was kind of like saying to me um, that she doesn't really believe in that kind of stuff. You know, she doesn't really believe in heaven and hell and all that. She kind of believes that we go somewhere, but Yeah, she doesn't really know if it's heaven or hell or not. But she asked me if I had any experiences with it. And I said, no, you know, I haven't. I'd never been in a situation where, you know, where I saw the tunnel and the bright light and my grandma, you know, greeted me or something. I never had an experience like that. But, you know, there are several accounts that are similar to that. They all kind of see... The same thing, they all kind of experience the same thing to a certain point, and then you know they move on to their destiny, whatever that may be. And sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's bad. You know, it's a and it's all, of course, very mysterious, right? I mean, it's not anything that anybody could know for sure. Even if you went through the experience yourself, you would probably, you know, question the experience yourself. So, you know my friend was asking me why I, you know, why I would even think about that, you know? And truth be told, she's not really a happy innovator, you know? She's not really like somebody who thinks about things in the abstract, you know? She's not really capable of that. She's a very linear thinker, you know, a very logical thinker. So I can understand that, but I'm not like that at all. You know, I kind of I don't know i don't know why do i like this kind of stuff because it's interesting man you know it's like we're all going to die you know at some point right it's going to happen and it's fascinating to kind of think about sometimes you know what the possibilities might be and you know of course as like a christian uh, you know i i believe in um the parameters, you know, that it's going to be a certain way. I do believe that, but, uh, for each and every person, I do believe it's different, you know, each person's experience would be different. So I try to imagine, you know, closing my eyes to this reality and opening them to another. And what would that other reality be like, you know, um, I suppose there are a lot of people nowadays, especially nowadays taking this drug called DMT which is supposed to kind of you know, take you to that place, like take you to another realm, you know it's not just a drug, it's not just you know, a nice feeling or something, it's like you know, they transport to another place and (laughs) I don't know that sounds awfully awfully creepy to me and like, you know I can understand the desire for someone to want to feel good and have a party, you know? But, man, I don't want to see God, you know, on a Wednesday night, you know? (laughs) That's not anything that I would be interested in at all. But uh, I do believe that those people are going to another realm. I don't think it's just a hallucinogenic kind of situation. I, I think that there's some pretty hardcore stuff going on with that drug and of course you hear about it all the time now i mean it's being touted as like the next big thing you know you gotta try it and it's like <laughs> not in a million years man i'm sorry but it is just not for me you know i i don't know crack a beer maybe you know <laughs> i don't want to go to like you know an alternate reality or another dimension or something. It's like, (laughs) I don't think so. But anyway, you know, you have these, uh, you have these folks that are having these near-death experiences and, you know, some of them are good, some of them are bad. Like I said, you know, some of them go to a place where it's pleasant and happy and... They see people from their life that have been deceased, you know. I kind of like, I guess, like to think that that's how it would be, you know. Like, when you really think about it, you have like a family or something, right? And you all love each other, you know, usually, very much, you know. And uh, I don't know, I guess like I think if God is a God of love, you know, because I believe in God... Uh, If God is a God of love, then he would know that love. Like he would know that you loved your mother or you loved your grandfather or you loved your brother or sister or friend, you know. So like where where does that love go when they die? You know, it's got to go somewhere. It's energy, you know. It has a purpose. Like the actual love we have for people. It has to carry over into the next life. I believe it has to. What do you think? What do you think? Huh? Do you ever, th- do you ever think about that? You know, like the love we have for each other, the, for our family and friends and stuff like that. What happens to it after we die? It, it can't be in vain. I just don't believe it is in vain. I, it has to have a purpose. And you know, with some of these accounts of, you know, people, you know, dying, okay, they die, they clinically die, and they go through an experience, some of them do see, you know, people that they loved. It's kind of a cool, you know, cool thought, you know, that like, if you lost your mother or father or a brother or sister or a friend, that you might actually see them again. You know, I don't know if that's how it is. I really don't know. I don't know what I think, but I like to think that it's that way. And, again, what do you think? You can answer that while I take a sip of my coffee. Hmm. But there's this other story that I got, other than the Tyrone Goes to Hell story, okay? There's another story, and man, I forget the guy's name. I forget his name, but he was an atheist, okay? And he died. Uh, He was very sick. I think he was traveling or something, and he got very sick while he was traveling, which has to totally suck, you know? Can you imagine being, you know, away from home, like far away from home and being, like, deathly ill? That's got to be the worst. But this guy did succumb to this illness that he had, and he did technically die for a period of time. Now, they revived him and he came back, obviously, to tell the story. But his experience was really kind of strange. And it's one that stood out to me a lot. Because what happened was basically, you know, he he was like in his bed in this hospital, okay? And all of a sudden, he had the sensation that he was leaving his body and that he was hovering above himself looking down at his body. Okay, And then the the next thing he knew he was standing by the doorway of the room looking at himself being ministered over by the doctors and nurses like they were all trying to revive him. And then he heard these voices outside of the room. So he left the room Okay, he walked out of the room in spirit form, I guess, and there were these people there that he didn't recognize, and they were kind of calling him and telling him to follow them, like, come with us, okay? And they were really kind of like full of love, and and they were guiding him to his destiny, this pleasant place of happiness. So he starts to follow these Beings, or these individuals, let's call them, for the sake of discussion. And as they are walking along, okay, this is where it's kind of creepy and why it stands out to me. As they're walking along, it starts to get darker and darker and darker until finally they're almost in complete darkness and these. Beings, these people that are guiding him along, all of a sudden turn on him and start tearing at him and attacking him, okay? And, and I guess, according to his account of what happened, he remembered this song that he learned when he was a child, like in Sunday school or something, you know, Uh, Jesus loves me this I know because the Bible tells me so you know that song it's a very famous song Um, he started to sing it like he remembered it and he started to sing it and it was at that point where the situation kind of started to turn around okay and he said that there was like a light that came and he was kind of pulled back into his body Okay. And he was revived and of course lived to tell the story. But I found it fascinating that and a little bit creepy too, I'll admit it, that, you know, it's possible. Okay. It's possible to be in a situation where you close your eyes to this reality, you open them to the next and you see a being or a group of beings and they start to guide you, but they're tricking you, you know, like that can happen or that or, or, okay, maybe that can happen. And I find that really creepy. Like, I don't know, man, I hope when I breathe my last, okay, that it's not like that, you know, like to be in a situation where there's no turning back and you are, your destiny is one that will be of torment or it will be unpleasant, You know, I mean, I'm sure that no one really wants that, but I know that I don't. And I know that I would want, you know, to see the people that I love. You know, I'd want to be with the people that I love. Like, you know, I don't even know if it goes that way or not. But, you know, part of my heaven would be, you know, being with the people that I love very much. And I suppose that maybe heaven wouldn't be complete for me if I wasn't with all of the people that I love, you know, which leads me to another thought. Like, let's say just for the sake of this discussion, because that's what we do here at the Singularity Podcast. We just talk about things, even if they're in the abstract, you know, um, you know, what is that like when you're in heaven? You know, do you, are you aware You know, are you aware that the people that you love that didn't make it into heaven are not in heaven? Like, are you aware of that? You know, is it something that you know? Is it knowledge you have in the next realm? I don't know. I don't know. I wonder, though. It's kind of a crazy thing to think about when you really think about it. You know, imagine yourself in the next reality. Let's call it heaven. Okay. If you make it that far. And, you know, are you aware that your brother is not there? You know, are you aware that someone is missing? I wonder. You know, in my belief system, there is a teaching, okay, about something that is called the beatific vision. Okay, that's what it's called, the beatific vision. And basically what that is is this concept okay that when we die and we are in heaven okay this is pretty far out there you're going to have to kind of bear with me here okay when we're in heaven the experience of heaven is actually just beholding the beauty of god okay there is no interaction with others that it is enough to be witnessing the beauty the total beauty and splendor of God that is enough that is enough now think about that it's pretty cool pretty cool thing to think about like like that could be enough for eternity right that's the idea you know I don't know I don't know of course I'll find out when I croak you know I'll find out when I breathe my last but it sure is a lot of fun to think about all that kind of stuff now you know I guess in some ways maybe trying to prepare for that moment because it's coming you know like when people say the end is near you know yeah, the end of the world is near right well when you think about it for me you know I'm about 50 years old, almost. I'll be lucky if I get another 50, you know? So I guess the end is near, isn't it? Think about it. Now, also, in my belief system, okay, there is the teaching of a place called purgatory, okay? Like a middle ground, a place that's not quite heaven, right? And it's not hell either, you know? That there is still some work to be done. Like you still have to work some of the sin, okay, off of your soul, burn it off in order to be worthy of heaven. I mean, and that's something I thought about a lot, you know, because I talked to a lot of different people and many, many, many of the people, I would say at least 85% of the people that I've talked to and I've, you know really kind of like interviewed about this kind of thing. um, They all kind of believe that heaven is something that's easily attainable, you know, and I hope so. I mean, it would be great if it were the case, but I do kind of wonder sometimes it's like, well, you know, you do have this example of exemplary souls. You know, you have these examples of people who have lived very good wholesome lives okay and you know I'm not one of them okay but um, there are those people and what would be the purpose then of the sacrifices that they make you know why would I be worthy as much as they are you know I don't know it doesn't make much sense it's kind of like you know if you want to be a doctor you know you have to go to school (laughs) You know, you have to get a degree, you know, a doctorate, and you have to know what you're doing. It's not just something anybody can do. I mean, there are some limits, you know, and there are hurdles to that. Okay. And that's just to become a doctor. Okay. So can you imagine what it must be like to attain, you know, eternal paradise, Now, some of you, I know, I know, I can hear it, I can feel it, you're like, man, you don't believe any of this stuff, okay? All right, I can accept that, you know, Um, because it's common, you know, it's common for people to doubt this stuff, it's hard to believe that kind of stuff, it really is kind of like illogical, irrational, I, I get that, you know, but... Just because something is illogical or irrational does not mean it's false, right? It might be true. It might be true. And of course, I'm not sitting here telling you that I know for sure, because I don't. I really don't. We're all going to find out the same way, you know. We're going to find out someday, you know, it might be a you know Tuesday morning. A Thursday afternoon, you know, where it's time for you to die. It's time for you to go and you'll find out if you were right or not, you know, and maybe you're the kind of person who would double down, you know, in in your disbelief or something or uh, I don't know, but I'm not like that, you know, I'm not like that. You know, I guess it does say in the Bible that we should become like children, you know, that's like one of the things that Jesus taught, right? Was that we should become like children, you know, to be able to be led, you know, and to believe like a child believes. And for someone who's logical and rational and adult and mature, you know, it's kind of a challenging idea, you know? I get that. It is for me, too, you know? But when you really think about it, it's not necessarily something that's terribly bad to strive for, right? I mean, I've talked about that before in other Singularity podcasts, you know, that idea of growing up too fast, and knowing too much. Like, isn't there knowledge that you have now as an adult that you didn't have when you were a child? And you'd probably be better off if you'd never learned it or known it. You know, there are things like that in my life that I could point out. I won't point them out, but it's true, isn't it? There are some things when I really think about it that I would be better off having never known you know but it's too late I do know and it's in my mind and it's formed me somehow or played a part at least in my formation right so it's kind of a pretty difficult and I guess heavy kind of thing to think about isn't it and you know what I know that this is you know kind of a A strange thing to talk about or think about, but eh, you know, I'm not really concerned about that. You know, life is too short (laughs) to not at least think about this stuff and not be afraid to think about it and not be afraid to talk about it. You know, because you know, like I said. We are all heading in the same direction, you know? We are all promised two things, okay? To be born, right, and to die. Those are the two things, no matter where you are in the world, no matter what kind of person you are, no matter how much money you have, no matter how much money you don't have, okay? We are all going to, at some point, Cease to exist in this reality. That will happen. And I just kind of find it to be like, I don't know, what's the word? You know, stupid. Okay, that's not a very academic word, but stupid to not at least think about it. And of course, you know, we all do. So, uh, but, okay, we don't all make a podcast about it. So, (laughs) I will, uh, I will concede to that, okay? That's where I reserve the license to be weird, okay? To talk about these kinds of things, right? It's kind of fun, you have to admit. It's kind of fun to think about this stuff. It gets the juices in your brain, like, flowing, you know? And, of course, in a lot of ways, it's unavoidable. You know, you have to think about it. You have to think about the end game, right? So, speaking of the endgame, I think that I am going to stop talking right now, stop bloviating about, you know, near-death experiences and the afterlife and those kinds of things, but um, I should be making you another podcast pretty soon anyway. I do have to get back to work. I have to stop flapping my yap. You know, i got to sit down, And concentrate and work and it is so so easy (laughs) to just not do that (laughs) you know so self-discipline is in order right now and I need to focus so if you're one of those friends that got my message okay that said hey I need to chill out for a while talk to you later I'll contact you if you're one of those don't be offended There is no problem. I'm not upset. I'm not angry. I just really need to focus on what I really love to do, which is making new music and, of course, making new podcasts like this one. So until next time, peace out, everybody. Uh, I hope that you have a great week or weekend, I guess. And you can probably plan on hearing from me again in the near future okay so with that this is mike bostwick from pipe choir records signing off and remember folks if you want to keep what you've got you've got to give it away take it easy